Yes, people, we are live at the Albert JTV household. As I like to say, people, the South East London red carpet. Arsenal 4, Everton 0. Arsenal momentum continues. But before we get into the match with you, people, let's smash the intro. Footballing community, you should know what to do by now. Like, share and subscribe. Welcome back to Albert JTV. social media platform know what you're talking about and what I mean by that is goals ESR and Saka have done well they've done okay they've done well yes people welcome back to Albert JTV for another match with you people happy Thursday night to my fellow Gooners and Arsenal community not just UK wide European, Australian, American, wherever my channel may stretch to. But people, um, as, I, as I like to normally say, obliterate the like button and subscribe to Albert JTV. Yeah, man, let's get into it. Match review. Um, yeah, really, really. I've just I put in my title, Cruise Control Win. Uh, it might not have felt like that in the first 40 minutes, but you kind of get the sentiment behind the, 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 a bit of the title for today's match review. But yeah, listen, um, really emphatic win, actually, to be fair. I think going into the game, um, this was going to be a different game in terms of just the fact that when we played Everton a few weeks ago, the manager bounced, Sean Dyche takes over, Everton fans are up for it, Goodison Park is raucous. Different game. Rare, our fortress, the Emirates, um, under the floodlights. And... I thought the game would be tougher. I have to be honest. I went prediction-wise, Arsenal. I wish I went 1-0. I did go 1-0. Yeah, I thought it'd be tight. Everton, really not a surprise in the way they play, um, to be fair. Arsenal stick with the same lineup, which I was I was pleased with, I've got to be honest. And that's not a slight on Eddie. I just think he needs a bit of time out of the team. Um, and, you know, we're seeing this sort of thing with uh, we've got Trossard and Martinelli doing the interchange and Trossard goes central then Martinelli may go central then Trossard comes to the left and Martinelli to the left it 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 does help with the fluidity of our attacks um I sometimes I think when sometimes I think when we start with not start with Eddie but when during the course of a game when we when we're playing for me a little bit of the time when I watch Eddie I think he's a little bit too static that's just my own humble opinion people might agree disagree but there's a lot of fluidity there with Martinelli and, and Trossard. They don't, they don't, they don't stand still. So I guess that's the way Arteta wants that system to work. If you're going to play the front three of Saka, Martinelli, and Trossard. But let me go to the chat quickly. Um, there he is, is my guy, man, Alexander Walsh, main man. You smell amazing. So when I got near you, man, you're fantastic. Great to see you, man. Uh, it's been a while. As we spoke at the Emirates before the game, I think the last time we saw each other, Alexander was. The North London Derby. So it's a long time ago, but yeah, man, it's good to see you before the game. Been too long. Are you going to be there Saturday? Let me know because I'm at the I'm at the Bournemouth game on Saturday as well. So um, nice Saturday afternoon kickoff. We don't always get too many of them people. Let's be fair because TV rights, broadcasting rights. If it's not a twelve thirty, it's a five thirty. If it's not a five thirty, it's an eight o'clock in the week game. Uh, Sky Sports, BT Sport. Take your pick, people. 
unless you're obviously a legal stream, which um, I don't recommend, but I understand why people do it. Um, but yeah, listen, um, Everton, I went for 1-0, as I said before. Thought it'd be tight, and I, I wasn't surprised how they started. Um, Everton, the kind of team, even though like, Dyche hasn't been there long, but particularly more under Sean Dyche, they're a team that, very structured, um, two banks of four, what you noticed him do yesterday for me, I don't know if you guys might notice it or you probably don't agree. Um, I thought they tried to, they, they made a deliberate attempt to obviously high press in terms of when Georgino was on the ball. Because obviously if you give him time to play in that deep line role, he will pass you to death. Um, he always looks forward. So Everton cut that supply off for me in the first half um, with the likes of Onana and um, Decore, who were just on it. Um, big physical imposing units, those two guys. When they're, like, Onana's massive. I knew he was a big guy, but I was like, wow, when I saw him at the stadium and watching the game yesterday. But yeah, they, 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 they made it difficult for us to get behind Everton. I thought what they was also doing was they didn't really give a lot of room for our fullbacks to to operate. And I think in a little bit, and I mentioned this yesterday when I done the fan cam on, on, on Air TV. Big up to the guys for letting me do that. And obviously, thank you for the major responses to my fan cam. Uh, it's, it's much appreciated. Is I get the whole inverted role with Zinchenko and, and he does it really, really well. He's, he's a really, really good footballer, very intelligent. But sometimes what it does do is it, it condenses the pitch. So although we are although we are brilliant from wide areas what you saw again in the first half was on Saka's side which happened to be honest at the beginning of the season with Saka a lot of the time his teams would double up on him so the minute he got the ball Dwight McNeil uh, Mikalenko the left back for Everton on him not so much on the right hand side with Coleman and sort of the interchange between Trossard and Martinelli but definitely on Saka's side so they tried to stop the supply line there also pressing high on Jorginho and not giving him time to play in that deep lion role. And they made it difficult. They was going to hit the long diagonals. They was going to hit the, 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 you know, the long balls in and be physically imposing and win a lot of aerial duels. They've got their big side. You've got Michael Keane, you've got Tarkovsky, you've got Anana, you've got Decore. Um, Idris again is not tall, but he's very, very strong. Um, so they got some players that can bully you. Um, but obviously, I think it helped the fact that obviously Dominic Cavalier wasn't playing. Because Nil Morpé is not going to dominate our two centre-backs in the air. And, and definitely not physically. Um, but yeah, we've, we've, for 40 minutes, we find it a bit difficult. Where we had joy and where I thought we would have joy is not just getting to the wide areas, but transitioning the ball a little bit more quickly. Because the times when, when Zinchenko does come in field, I get it, you want to be patient in the build-up and the play, but sometimes it can be a little bit fraction too slow. So it's easy for teams to sit back and pen us in and have low blocks and 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 we can't penetrate. Um, we had to be patient and um, we were. And I, I again, I think at one point we was must we must have been about 50, 60 odd percent possession because I don't really recall Everton having a lot of possession and they wasn't going to have a lot of possession anyway. But uh, let me see if I can find some of the stuff I wanted to find. As I say, people, smash the like button. Audio listeners, you will get this on Spotify and Anchor, so you will not be uh, you will not be forgotten, as I always like to say. But um, yeah, listen, it was important in that kind of game, particularly after watching it for the first twenty minutes, is that 
if we can get the goal before half time, it's going to give us a fantastic team talk. And for me, the one moment of quality that we did have, Zinchenko massively influential again. Um, always looking to get that ball forward into breaking field into midfield to create an extra body, which is the positive side when he plays that introverted role. Yes, at times I mentioned he can condense the pitch and we don't get enough um, of the ball out wide quick enough. But if you can dissect their midfield, whether that be him dribbling through the middle or playing that killer pass through to Saka or a Martinelli or a Trossard, we had that one moment of quality and they put Saka in and Saka just absolutely got his head down and rasped it in the back of the net. It's one of them ones, yeah, when you're a player and you and you got a chance in your opposite foot and it's not your strongest, you just put your head down and you absolutely smash it. It was a great, listen, a fantastic, fantastic goal. I think we got that goal on either, was it 40 minutes or 41 minutes? And that was pivotal because not only going in at halftime at 1-0, but Everton are not the type of side that are going to come out second half and 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 hit the round running and hit the round running hit the ground running in the first 10, 15 minutes. They're not going to do that under the lights of Sean Dyche. You can see that in the team setup. Um, so get to get the goal was fantastic. Great bit of play. Like I said, the one moment of quality that was concise, was quick, and we broke their defensive line and Saka smashes it in the in the back of net past Pickford. No chance, man. So we get the goal. And lo, lo, lo and behold, um, we get a second. Uh, it was great. It was great pressing, actually, because I think the ball somehow went to Idris Agay. Back to goal. Doesn't see Saka behind him. Saka nicks the ball off him. Martinelli runs through. Goal. Now, I have to admit, where I was sitting, I did cheer out straight away. I didn't wait. I just went, and then I realised that they stopped playing. To the naked eye, I didn't understand why they, did, why they stopped, what they were checking. I did not understand what they were checking for. Um, I thought, it can't, be, it can't be a foul because Saka looks like the one he's been fouled. It can't be Martinelli offside because he's come from quite deep to, to, to take that ball off Saka, sort of taking it off of Idris Agay. So I thought to myself, what's going on here now? Is this another goal we're going to score? And we cannot celebrate because it's been chalked off again. Um, but then the VAR comes up saying that it's been checked for offsides. I'm like, Martinelli can't be offside, surely. How's he offside coming from deep like that? Can't be Saka because he's pressed the ball and it's just a gaze in front of him. So, luckily, after the check, 2-0 to the Arsenal people. Um, for me, the turning point in the match, 100%. I would have taken Arsenal going in at halftime 1-0. I would have done because Everton would have been a tough cookie to crack crack down. Listen, they they lost the previous game at home to Aston Villa. Um, if you'd offered Everton a point and the Everton fans a point before the start of the game, they would have took your hand, they would have took, they would have bit your hand off and took it. 100 million percent. But to get that second goal was a turning point of the match. Absolutely. Different halftime team talk from going in at 1-0 to going in at 2-0. The 2-0 gives us a cushion. Not necessarily give us a divine right to sit back and and, and let, let Everton come back into it, but it's a completely different ball game at 2-0. And it was, and that was massive to get that second goal. It was big to get the first goal four minutes before the um before the halftime break, but to get a second in that space and period, incredible. Um ease the nerves with the fans in the stadium. The players can relax a little bit more. 
and we go into the halftime at 2-0 and it's a different team talk. And you're kind of thinking to yourself, you know what? We've got the two goals. Let's really, really kill them in terms of possession. Pen them in in their half. Get Saka more involved in the game. Everton will have to come out at some point. They're not going to do it straight away in the second half, which they didn't do, to be fair to them. Um, but Arsenal really, really controlled that game. Um, they, they Good ball retention. Hardly ever gave the ball away. Um, I think in terms of probably chances we gave up in the second half, was it one? Great save by Aaron Ramsdale, by the way. Brilliant, brilliant save. Because if they get that goal with the shot from Dwight McNeil and it goes in, it's a different ball game at 2-1. Things become a bit nervous. Time, things become a bit edgy. We're thinking we've conceded a goal for a fault of our own again. And as I mentioned for quite a few weeks now, um, as well as we have a, a very fantastic, as well as we have a fantastic home record, we don't keep that many clean sheets at home. That was only our third clean sheet at the Premier League um, yesterday with the, with the three, a four 0 win against Everton. Um, and Arsenal needed that for the home. They needed that. They needed that because there's been a few games. Um, of recent that we haven't defended that sharply, but I think that's Arsenal's, is that Arsenal's 11th clean sheet, is it? Drop in the chat if I've got that right, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, that, that that was key to keeping a clean sheet, absolutely. And listen, as a goalkeeper, it's going to be games where there's not going to be a lot of involvement, but when you're called upon, it's about doing your job. And Aaron Ramsdale did that fantastically. But yeah, we we bossed it with Everton. We, we didn't give them a, a, a moment's peace, to be honest with you. And actually, if you look at if you look at the game back now, Arsenal could have got fives and sixes. Um, they created a lot of opportunities. And listen, we got a great goal with we got a great third goal with Martin Erdegaard's. Um, great play by Arsenal again. I think Xhaka gets the ball, puts it out, puts it through to Trossard. Trossard's been really bright since he's been at Arsenal. To be fair, play to him. Uh, and I think with someone like Trossard, hopefully Arsenal fans who are a little bit resistant a little bit hesitant about his um, arrival at Arsenal being the grand old age of 28 people. Wow. Writing off a footballer at his peak of his career. But listen, he's Premier League proven. But he's done well since he's come at Arsenal. Great work down, the, down there, right-hand side. Cut back to uh, Martin Odegaard. Bang. 3-0. Um, one thing I mentioned and people obviously would have seen in terms of um, stat padding. Um, Arsenal's goals return and assist return with the likes of between Erdogan, Martinelli and Saka is different class. I think they're all in double figures in terms of goals in the Premier League. I would have to see their assist count. I'm going to try and get it up while talking to you guys. Um, but yeah, I know I think Martinelli's on 11, Saka's on 10 Premier League goals and Erdogan must be on 10. I've, I'm sure he must be on 10. It must be. But listen, we've got goals by committing this side, man. Um, we've gone for our mini blip where we took one point out of nine. Um, and then we go into the Villa game, knowing that we must win. The way we won that game, massive confidence booster. Last three games, was it nine goals scored? Back-to-back -back clean sheets. Um, we've helped our goal difference as well, which is massive. Uh, let me go to the chat quickly and see who popped up in there. Russ is in there. Yeah, evening, mate. How are you? Hope you're keeping well. Um so yeah, listen. I think us as Arsenal fans, right? Let's 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 have it right. Even though we started the season well, going through the months, August, September, October, November, World Cup, 
come back December? How are we going to bounce back? We bounce back. Um, there was always going to be a blip with this side. It was just a case of when we have it and have they got enough character and resilience to come through it? They've absolutely answered that with flying colours. And we keep on moving. We, we, we've got Bournemouth on Saturday, which I will be at that game. I will be there against Bournemouth. Um, and this side's remarkable, man. <laughs> I've mentioned it before on my channel on the, on the fan camp yesterday. Arsenal have come through some serious tests, man. GCSE, NVQs, GNVQs, um, BTECs, diplomas, bachelors, whatever you want to name it, man. All the tests, we've come through quite a few tests this season. We have done. Um, and I mentioned it when we lost to City a few weeks ago that, yeah, we lost, we disappointed with the game and the result, but left that stadium thinking, you know what, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't a doom and gloom as, as, as we, this is not a doom and gloom as, as, it, as bad as it sounds. It, it isn't. Um, this City side are not the free-flowing and affluent side I've seen in recent years. Um, like I said, a lot of things going on and off the pitch. And it wasn't over. And obviously, we went on to go and beat Villa and, and then um, Man City drew with Nottingham Forest, unbelievably. And it's come back into our, it's come back into our hands. It's, it's, it is ours to lose. It is it, If you get to this stage of the season, in the position that we're in with the five-point buffer, uh, we've got the game on Saturday. You can go to eight points. Um, I have to double-check when City are playing again. Drop it in the chat if you, if you, remember, if you remember or you know. Um, it does put us in a very good position. We said we still got some difficult games to play. Um, but as an Arsenal fan, there's nothing wrong in believing, trust me, because um, this team's done something remarkable. And I still scratch my head and I'm literally doing it right now as I'm, as I'm talking um, to how this season's gone. It's, it's incredible. But listen, we didn't just stop at 3-0, people, man. Um, Martinelli bags a double. Again, a good move. Really, really, really good move, man. Um, and yeah, listen... He had a moment um, in recent games, Mark Lally, where he wasn't playing well. Yes, I think it's it's not it's not too wrong a thing to say that with Jesus being at the team, he may have suffered a little bit. Um, Mikel Arteta took him out of the firing line um, and not played him in, I think, is, was it one game? or Definitely, definitely didn't start the Villa game. Um, and he's come back with four goals in three games. That's the response you want. He's not a footballer that's going to sulk. He's going to take it on the chin. You haven't started. Um, you come on, you scored as a substitute appearance against Aston Villa. Um, and he has, like I said, four goals in three games. And um, probably could have scored a hat-trick yesterday, to be honest with you. So, yeah, 4-0. Listen, man, we improved the goal difference. What is the goal difference at the moment? I don't know if I can find it, people. Let me double-check and see. Um, no, it's not there. I can't see it. Um, no, I've got it. Arsenal are plus 33. Man City are plus 39. Um, our last six games, we've got two losses, one draw, and three wins. Obviously, three back-to-back -back wins, which is key. Um, goals for we are fifty-six. Um, I'd have to compare it with other seasons we've had actually to see how um, how good we're looking in terms of recent seasons gone by at this stage of the season. It'd be key to know, man. I do like my stats sometimes, people. I do like them sometimes. Um, so yeah, listen, four 0 Someone actually predicted the four 0 I was on the same old Arsenal. Um, Big up, Carl. He went 4-0. I was like, mm, not too sure about that. Um, and it was. Some people said it. I met with a couple of people before the game and they said, look, Arsenal can breach Everton early. It can be three and fours. And it was. Um, 
like I said, Everton, yes, they've got a new manager now, but listen, they've, they've got a fight on their hands. They've got a big game, I think. Their next game's against Nottingham Forest. <laughs> wow. Um, I think that game is at Forest's ground, actually. I think it is. So that's going to be tough for Everton. That's not a give me. If they lose that one, again, they're not scoring goals. Calvert-Lewin's not fit. Um, it's looking a bit peak for them, to be honest with you. Still got time to turn it around, though. Um, thank you, Rav. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you for tuning in. Um, not going to be a long one tonight, people, so I need to go and relax. Man, I was knackered yesterday getting in. Um, absolutely. But it's worth it seeing Arsenal turn up and um, get an emphatic victory at the Emirates. Um, I mentioned before about Saka. I don't know if people heard me say it. I'm going to say it again now on my channel. I said it last time on my channel, I think. Um, I'm going to talk about other guys as well, but Saka, firstly, quickly, is when you have youngsters come through into the first team and they're given an opportunity um, and they've got amazing talent, it's not always fulfilled. It's not always fulfilled. Um, but you give them a chance and you, and you think, let's, let's see if they're going to take it by the scruff of the neck. And he's been exceptional for about two, three years now, um, domestically and internationally. And I, I have to admit, and I, I said this, um, he's actually gone on to be better than I ever thought he was going to be. And I say that with the greatest of respect. And I think you have to bear in mind also, he's about six, seven years off of his peak. He's only 21, Bukai Saka. Um, what he's shown in, in, in national level for England in the Euros and the World Cup and what he's shown in an Arsenal shirt, um, one of the biggest things for me that he needed to work on was um, scoring more goals. And he's absolutely doing that. He's done that last season. He got double figures. He's already in double figures this season. And there's still quite a few games to go. And notably, he'll bag even more. Um, like some people, like someone said, the wingers are on smoke at Arsenal. Um, goals committee, goals by committee does help, and obviously, it doesn't leave us to be so self reliant on one. Great to see Emil Smith Rowe come back on the pitch. Thomas Partey came on and was imperious. You see the levels when he comes on the pitch and he commands it and he demands it and the, the popping of the passing, the spraying of the passing, short, long. Very instrumental. Good to get some legs in, get to get some minutes into him. Sorry, um, and getting back gradually. And yeah, we make a whole host of subs, which is good. You got the game one. Try and keep these guys as fresh as you can because the games are going to come thick and fast. Still got European competition. Um, and yeah, I've seen some of the debate about Europe. Um, should we forego the Europa League for the Premier League? What are you in the last sixteen of the Europa League? Listen, we're, we're, at a, we're at a stage of the season where we have a couple or two or three fringe players that could do with stepping up. And I think Europa League would be a good, good opportunity for that. So the likes of Kirantini hasn't been in the team because Zinchenko has been playing well. The likes of Fabio Vieira. The, they're the main two, I would say. Um, and then you sort of look at... I'm trying to think who else is there. Um, probably a Tommy Yasu's would come in as well, I'd have thought. So there's players, fringe players, that we need to, need to give... Um, Arteta a bit of a headache in a good way, selection headache. But listen, it's been it's been it's been fantastic. And it's crazy with Arsenal this season because to think where we are in the league at the moment, um we're showing some big resilience and massive character. And you know, to go from two back to back eighth league finishes and a and a fifth place finish and the fifth place fin the fifth place finish, as we know the way we finished it, was tough to take, man. And to dust yourself up and come back again this season and find ourselves in the position that we are is incredible. 
And it's funny because I don't know what you guys think when you watch this now or watch it back live, um, is that sometimes Arsenal fans get triggered by it when you talk about the Arsenal squad being a young squad or youngest team in the Premier League. And I try to give a bit of context to it in the sense of, you have to bear in mind, right? Because um, someone made the comparison that, you know, Chelsea won the, the, the Premier League with a young squad. I think it was 04, 05. But my, my thing is, though, Chelsea had a number of experienced players who have played within the Premier League for years. Um, we've got experience at Arsenal, but we have a lot of youth as well. Um, I wouldn't say we've got hardened pros playing. In, we have, we've got hardened players who play year in, year out in the Premier League. I think the difference is, and I, and I mentioned about the average age thing, because I think it's a relevant point, the sense that I think Arsenal's was about, I think I saw it, this was a few months ago, so it might have changed a little bit, who knows, but Liverpool's average age was about 28, 29, City's was about 27, Chelsea's was about, I think, 26 or 27, I can't remember. So I thought in terms of average ages of the teams in the squads, in terms of competing for a league title, I thought Arsenal personally were about three years off of it, competing. Um, but it just, it, but this season has been a shock because they've done fantastically well. Um, I didn't see this coming. No Arsenal fan saw this coming. Even though it's positive Arsenal fan, don't care where you're from, whether you live in Lapland or Timbuktu, no one saw this season coming. It, it was very, very unexpected. Um Hence the reason why you have some Arsenal fans that are probably in trepidation of saying, oh, we can win the league title. Can we win the league title? Of course we can win it. Will we win it? Ask me after City. Maybe even ask me the fiction before, before City. Because by the time we go to the Etihad, it'd be interesting to see what the points difference is. Because we don't have to go to City and win. I'd love us to go there and win, don't get me wrong, but we don't have to go there and, we don't have to go there and beat them. If we take care of the business in terms of our other games, then it's looking okay. I mean, what we still got? So we've got West Ham away, we've got Bournemouth at home, we've got Leeds at home, Newcastle away, um, Liverpool away. I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest here. Let me, I've got to say something. Arsenal have pulled up some great results this season. Let's have it right, home and away. If there's one result I want, personally speaking, I'm speaking for myself as an Arsenal fan, go and win at Anfield. You win at Anfield. Listen, that's one for that's one for the bragging rights, man. Hundred percent. Um, listen, obviously, I wouldn't mind winning at Newcastle and winning at City, but for me, it's personal Liverpool. Uh, it, it, to me, to go and win at Anfield would be fantastic. But listen, that we haven't got to think about that yet. We've got to think, take one game at a time, and we play against um, Bournemouth on Saturday. Let me come to the chat quickly. Okay, for see what you're saying. Gonna go into the chat quickly. Gonna promise the same. But I love Zinni. Uh, but he ain't no left back. He should be alternating with with Xhaka. When he plays left back, he cuts passes inside eight ten times and makes the left wing obsolete. Yeah, I think with I think with Zinni that I think it's with him. It's almost like I said it yesterday to somebody. It's like risk and reward, isn't it? Um, there was one moment in the first half, and I'm sure everybody remembers it, where he lost the ball in a key area in our half, and we could have got punished. It's happened a few times this season, but that's the negative you're going to have to take with him. He needs to be a bit more street smart when to when to play that pass and see if it's on or not to get caught on the ball. But that's how Arteta wants us to play, particularly in, in terms of him playing in that role. Um, 
I'm surprised actually that Arteta hasn't thought of playing him a little bit more when Xhaka, there might be games you don't have to play Granite Xhaka, for example. Um, you could play Zinchenko in that kind of role. So, Arteta, listen, I, I think you could ask a question. I think you could ask a plausible question of Arteta. Um, are there times where he could be a little bit more adaptable, a little bit more flexible? Possibly, um, because he's got options there. It can work, like you mentioned with Zinchenko probably playing a bit more further forward, even though he does it anyway. Um, but he picks and chooses when he does it. But it's a good conversation to have. Um, it's a good problem to have, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, Eddie come on yesterday. He had a chance again to score yesterday, man. Hey, the longer he leaves it, the longer he doesn't hit the back of the net, it's again, it's going to kind of eat into his confidence a little bit. So he needs to... He's done well with Eddie up until a point. But when you're talking about elite, elite strikers and putting balls in the back of the net when you might only get one opportunity. He's pos he's lacking. He's not lethal enough, unfortunately. He isn't. Um, let me come to the chat quickly again. Uh, don't show against lesser teams, but against better teams, it will be a problem. Exactly. That's the thing. Better teams will punish us ever and are not in that state of frame, <laughs> frame to be um, coming to the Emirates and, and, and playing us off the park. It was, it was never going to happen at 2-0. Um, they didn't look like scoring unless it was going to be an Arsenal mistake. We almost gave up the clean sheet at the end. Rams have done, done some good goalkeeping work there. But yeah, listen, man. Emphatic, emphatic win. Well deserved. I didn't see that scoreline coming. I, thought be, I actually thought it would be tighter. I generally thought it would be tighter. But like I said, the pivotal moment in that game for me was the second goal. Different ball game. Because you're playing against a team that's previously lost at home to, to Villa and not scored. They're 2-0 down again. Um, they're quite a defensive, they've got a defensive coach in, in Daesh and they let him four. So Arsenal play ways, they play them off the park. Man of the match was very difficult to pick. Um, I think I went Martinelli. Um, and he said, if anyone said to me Saka, I wouldn't have disagreed, or Erdogan, I wouldn't have disagreed, or Zinchenko, or yeah, or my choice in terms of um, Martinelli. Shout out to Gabriel again. Great tackle. It was in the, was it in the first half? Brilliant on Morpe. I think it's the first half. He's been colossal at the centre back, man. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me come the end of the season. I'm ready, probably going to be at probably amount of him and Saka for Arsenal Player of the Year. He's been superb, absolutely superb. Our people, listen, we're half an hour in. I am going to log off because I'm absolutely knackered. I want to thank the people in the chat for tuning in to watch my match review. Um, also, thank you for the guys that have maybe watched this on the Twitter feed and also on the Facebook page. I've got thumbs up there I can see, so thank you, people. Um, like I said, subscribe to the channel. And um, come Saturday, I'm not sure. I might do live match reaction um, on my channel, see if I can fit it in. But um, like I said, keep an eye out for live stories. Keep an eye out for weekly surgery. Um, those are my two go-to Go to show. Listen, I love talking Arsenal. Don't get me wrong, but anyone that's seen my content in recent in the last couple of years, I do like to vary it talking about the Premier League in general as well. So, if you like some of that stuff as well, football community, come and subscribe to Albert J TV. Um, you got my Twitter handle and Instagram handle going along the bottom of the screen. If you haven't followed me on there already, get me on there as well. Try to be a little bit more active on Instagram as well. Do some more lives potentially. Um, still enough games and European football to talk about. 
And I think the only good thing, the only the other thing that was um that made yesterday's victory was more more sweet was hearing that Tottenham got dumped out by the Blades. Go on the Sheffield United. <laughs> Go on, boys. I know my YouTube Tottenham wife is in some major, major pain. Holly, it's all right. Maybe next year. <laughs> but people, yeah, like I said, man, Albert JTV is going to be over and out for tonight. Match review time, people, is done at the Albert JTV household. So, yeah, Arsenal 4, Everton 0. We march on to the Cherries on Saturday. Come on, you gunners. See you soon, people. Thank you.